Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. So Mystery Theater presents... E.G. Marshall. It was Mr. Voltaire who said that if God did not exist, we should have to invent him. And through the ages, this is what mankind has been doing. Since the dim and distant beginnings of the human race, the gods have come and gone. And each civilization, every society, donates another deity to the ever-expanding pantheon. Or are they all merely extensions of the same one? You have been summoned here for a computer readout. Yes, I know. The computer has decided that you are now divorced. Divorced? But I love my wife. That is irrelevant. And she loves me. That is immaterial. It is not in the best interests of the social order for you to remain married. But why? The computer is not required to explain. mystery drama, The God Machine, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Lloyd Batista and Patricia Elliott. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Throughout history, there's always been the quest. The quest for what? Well, the quest for the secret. What secret? Once again, which particular secret do you wish to know? The secret of certainty? The secret of success? The secret of wealth, power, immortality? Thousands of years ago, magicians would sacrifice a cow and claim to read the secret in a study of the entrails. We call that superstition. Today, when we wish to ascertain the secret... We send out people with clipboards who ask foolish questions. We call that research. That's the way it goes. Our story takes place at a time in the future. Please be seated. Uh, Thank you. You seem nervous. Well, uh, yes, I guess I am. Why? Well, why not? Uh, Not a time like this. What is there about a time like this to create what appears to be a state of emotional imbalance? Oh, I'm balanced. I'm perfectly balanced. Uh, Absolutely symmetrical. It's just, uh... Yes? Well, nobody exactly looks forward to computer readout time, do they? Why not? Well, it's, uh... It's just you never can tell what the computer has decided. It's sort of like learning your fate. Fate? That's an archaic word. Oh, oh, uh... I'm sorry. An unfortunate word. I certainly didn't mean... A word which, if stated in seriousness, would indicate a definite need for readjustment. Well, sometimes a word just pops out. The word fate belongs to the obsolete societies of the barbaric past. Uh, I agree completely. This discredited, absolutely fallacious belief in so-called fate... What was it? Well, whatever it was, it was uh, definitely wrong. It presumed the inevitability of a course of events predetermined by some agent or agency beyond human control. 
You see how insidious such a belief can be? Of course. We would thus be relieved of all responsibility for our actions. Yes, yes. We, and we alone, through a complete analysis of our own makeup, control ourselves and our society in our best interest. Oh, that's the gospel truth. Gospel? Oh, uh... That sounds like another archaic word. What does it mean? Well, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. You are obviously reading a great many of the archaic books. Well, it's legal, isn't it? Provided it does not make one's mind unsymmetric, in which case readjustment is indicated. Well, I don't take any of it seriously. That will be determined at your annual symmetry checkup. At this time, as your district programmer, I have summoned you here to inform you of the results of your latest computer readout. Thomas Y. 130546, you have just been married. Married? I am married? Yes. It is estimated that in 30 years we shall require an increase in mathematicians. Genetic headquarters has therefore conducted an analysis of DNA and chromosome factors. Among others, it has been determined that a marriage between you, Thomas Y. 130-546, and Emma K. 998-727 shall produce offspring who will become master mathematicians. I... I am married? Yes. The legal documentation is already stored. But I don't know the girl. Why do you raise such an irrelevant point? It's just that the whole thing is such a surprise. Why? Certainly you knew that one day your marriage would be programmed. It's just that I thought... You thought... What is there to think about? Your home has already been selected and furnished. Furnished? In accordance with the registered and adjusted tastes and preferences of both of you. You will report there at once. Where? To North River. North River? Well, that's so far away. From what? Well, from my job. You have a new job. For the next ten years, you and your married companion shall devote all your efforts and energy to producing your young. Look, I'm very happy with what I'm doing now. The computer has determined that you should be even happier in your new mission. Uh, That is, unless, of course, you are out of adjustment. Oh, no, no. I'm perfectly adjusted. Then let me be the first to congratulate you. Thomas. Oh. Oh, it's you, Paul. You're not even ready. You have to be at the port within the hour. Paul, what if... What if I refuse to go? What if you refuse to... Thomas! What if I refuse? We shouldn't be having this kind of conversation. If I can't talk about a thing like this to my brother, to whom can I talk? To nobody. You know what they did to me, don't you? And don't use that word. Which word? They. There is no they. No? No. There's an us. A we. And each of our actions is governed and guided by the wisdom and the experience of all of us. They want me to get married. There's that they again. They ordered me to get married. For our own... For your own. And for society's good. How do I know I'll love this girl? Love? (laughs) Your problem is those archaic books. Now just keep talking and thinking like those ancient authors. And I can't see how in the world you can hope to avoid readjustment. You know what happens to you there, don't you? Suppose I won't be able to love her. Love? Just listen to me. You've been married for five years. Do you love Dorothy? I like Dorothy. It's not the same thing. That's just the point. What is love? Love? Why, love is... Well, it can't really be defined. It's an intense and overwhelming feeling. You could also be describing a fever. 
which is exactly what love is. A fever of unknown origin. A fever of unknown duration. A devastating fever that strikes at random, without warning, reason, or rhyme. It's based on emotion, on passion. That's all right. But it isn't all right. It's not enough of a foundation for a lasting relationship between a man and a woman. It's too chancy for the genetic improvement of the human race. I want the right to choose my own mate. But you have chosen her. Your chromosomes and genes have chosen her. Your nerve endings and impulses have chosen her. Your entire psychic anatomy has chosen her. Just as she has chosen you. No, you don't know what I mean. But I do. You would prefer to make this most vital decision on the basis of what? A momentary mood? A passing fancy? A, a transient emotion? However it works out, it's my own business, isn't it? No. It's our business. Society's business. You are part of the world. You will send children into the world. Well, in any event, Thomas, there's nothing you can do about it, really, is there? No. Hello? I'm Emma. I... I'm Thomas. Yes. Well, I see you got here to the house first. Yes, uh, but I didn't have far to go. I live... Uh, that is, I used to live in the valley. Well, you're a K-998. I, I used to know some 998s over in Southfield. We... Uh, that is, I'm... Dash 727. I have no relatives in this part of the country. No. Well, do you... Uh, do you like the house? Yes, it, it's all right. Uh, did you want to look around? No, I, I don't know. Later, I guess. So, here we are. Yes. Here we are. You aren't at all what I pictured. What did you picture? Oh, some very serious-looking person. Oh, why? Well, we're, we're, we're supposed to... to... We're supposed to what? Oh, I hate to say that word, but... How else can I put it? We're, we're supposed to breed mathematicians. Yeah. Yeah, you don't look very much like a mathematician to me either. I don't know the first thing about mathematics. Neither do I. Then how do they expect us to, to, to have children who do? Well, as I understand it, we don't have to know anything, but our genes do. I see. Now, you know how it is. The genes, they sort of mix and match and... One thing and another. <laughs> I suppose it all comes out the way it's supposed to. Probably. Well, I must say, they did fix the place up very nicely. Yes. Well, here we are. Yes. Here we are. Uh, are there any entertainments in town that you know of? I, I haven't seen any schedules, but, uh, well, we couldn't go anyhow. Why not? Because we... We have a personal schedule. Oh? Yes, it was delivered to me as soon as I got here. I read it and I had to sign it. Uh, you will have to sign it, too. What does it say? Oh, well... You'd better read it. All right. The newly married couple, Thomas and Emma, will spend all evenings at home until they've created evidence that the purpose of their marriage has been fulfilled.
the officer who delivered this said that the need for mathematicians is, well, becoming acute. Yeah, that's what they predict. Uh, do you mind if we have some music? But you don't have to ask. It's your house, too. I always like to listen to music. So do I. I brought my tapes. Well, look at this machine we have here. Oh, see what it says? A wedding gift from the computer district. Well, who says the computer doesn't have a heart? I'll just set it in. And now we push this button. That's very nice. Beautiful. It's very well played. You really don't don't like it, do you? Why do you say that? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I just get that feeling. Well, if you go around saying you don't like it, you could get into trouble. Well, I don't like it. You don't like it? I hate it. What are you saying? I can't stand it. Well, what, what kind of music do you like? Do you really want to know? You let me stop this trash. I have a lot more on this tape. Here. Listen to this. You, you like this? You go for this? Shall I? I yes. Oh, me too. You're joking. No, I love it. Well, listen to what else I've got on here. A waltz. By Johann Strauss. The Elder. What else have you got here? I've got uh, Stravinsky and George Gershwin and Gustav Mahler. Then you must be... You must be an archaic. Yes, I am. So am I. No. Sure. Rudyard Kipling. Scott Fitzgerald. Mark Twain. Hula hoops. Bubblegum. An archaic. I never dreamed it could happen. I never dreamed it could happen to me. I still can't believe it. Is it real? Well, we... We're not dreaming, are we? Are we? No. No, it isn't a dream. It's real. We're here and... And we're in love. We're in love. We've fallen in love the way... The way it's supposed to happen. At first sight. Yes. At first sight. I... Love you, Emma. I love you, Thomas. And the computer is right. The computer divined this love. The computer discovered it. And the computer brought us together. Yes. And now I believe it. I believe everything they say about the computer. So do I. The computer can create an absolutely perfect world. it can, and seemingly it has brought together two people of similar temperament and taste. So why shouldn't this marriage be a most happy success? Why? Well, for one very good reason. We are only just past the first act, and besides, how can you have a Garden of Eden without a serpent? I'll be back with Act Two shortly. I'm Susan Anton. 
Mr. Charles Darwin once said, and I quote, I believe that man in the distant future will be a far more perfect creature than he is now. He said that at least a hundred years ago, but not more. Therefore, to him, we would be the creatures of the future. I wouldn't say we're more perfect than the people in his time. And the folks in our story who are living, say, a thousand years from now do not appear to be any more perfect than we are. Besides, what is perfection? Are you happy, Emma? Oh, yes. I didn't know it was possible ever to be happy. It was something you were supposed to hope for, to strive for. You're not even supposed to use the word. Oh, I forgot. Happy is something neurotic, dangerous. It can warp the personality. You, you know the word they want us to use. Mm-hmm. Adjusted. <sighs> Adjusted. When the one great score comes to write against your name, he marks not that you won or lost, but how you played the game. Don't tell me. You know, I don't think I ever heard that one before. Mm, Grantland Rice. You really know your archaics. No, he was a sports writer. That's right. They used to have people who wrote about sports. But you're going back a thousand years. At least. What I wouldn't give to see a professional football game or a baseball. That's all been outlawed. I don't understand why. I do. I don't agree with it. But I can understand it. After all, there's an imbalance in a society where an athlete will be paid more than a research scientist. Well, you've got to hand it to the computer. It picked out two kooks like us and brought us together. <laughs> Do you think they just wanted to get us out of the way? No. They brought us together to produce mathematicians. Well, no one can say we're not trying. <laughs> a book of verses beneath the bough, a loaf of bread... A jug of wine and a vow. Do you know who wrote that? Mm, I give up. It was written by Omar, the tent maker. Oh, how would you like to live in a tent? Oh, all I would need is for someone to see it. I'd be packed in for readjustment. Emma, when did I last tell you that I loved you? About a half an hour ago, I think. Are you beginning to take me for granted? When... When the children come along... Yes. Are we going to do what everyone else does? Are we going to let them take the kids away from us? Well, will we? They're not actually taking the children away. No? They're just putting them into the nursery. That's not taking them away. But they can take better care of them than we could. Well, that's not the point. They're our kids. They'll still be our kids. We'll visit them. It's not the same. Wouldn't you really like to watch your kid while he grows up? Be the one to feed him and clothe him and teach him things? I mean, isn't that the natural way to do it? There's just no way we could ever hope to do that. Well, maybe we could figure something out. Never. We've got to. Oh, look at us. Having an argument on how to raise a child that isn't even born yet. <laughs> Would you like some music? <laughs> exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> To think. There was a time when people could listen to music like this in public. I know. Why? What have they got against this music? I mean, okay, the books. Maybe they could object to the ideas, but... Music? Well, the way it was explained to me, music represents the spirit of an era. And in the music of the past, 
is all the restlessness and the conflicts and the neuroses. Well, I think everybody today is crazy. <laughs> Except you and me. Thomas. Hello, Paul. What are you doing here? Well, I have to report to the district programmer. Why? I was told there was another computer readout. Well, I don't see how it can be anything serious. No, neither do I. Well, tell me. How are things? Oh, the word is perfection. Well, now. Absolute perfection. Well, aren't you the one who said, I want the right to choose my own mate? I have said a lot of stupid things in my life. <laughs> well, I hate to say I told you so. No, say it. I deserve it. Only the computer can match people perfectly. Now I know what true happiness... Uh, I beg your pardon, now. Uh, what true adjustment is. Well, you're finally growing up. I can just tell from now on, everything's going to be all right. Please be seated. Thank you. As your district programmer, I have summoned you here at this time to inform you that you have just been divorced. Divorced? The legal documentation has already been stored. Divorced? But I don't understand. Under the circumstances, you are entitled to an explanation. Wait a minute. There has been an error. An error? The computer makes an error? How? The computer never makes an error. A grade 7 technician made an error in transcription. Well, he had no right to make an error. He is being readjusted. Readjusted? Just because he made a little mistake? I mean, that's a terrible thing to do to a person. A therapeutic and necessary thing. Look, talking about my divorce... There is nothing to talk about. It has already been accomplished. You can't do this to me and to Emma. But we must... There has been a computer error. It doesn't matter. You, you see, it all worked. Emma and I, why, we're supremely happy. Happy? Uh, I, I mean, we're in love. Love? We're, we're in, in perfect symmetry. You can't be. Oh, please, believe me. I can only believe what the computer tells me. And when the two of you are placed into it, you simply do not balance. But we're in love. We get along very well. It won't work. It's working now. It won't last. How do you know? The computer knows. How? The attraction between you is not based on qualities of durable nature. Besides, you will not produce mathematicians. Well, aren't you going to thank me? Thank you? For what? As a well-adjusted citizen, you should thank me for rectifying what could have been the crucial mistake of your life. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks a million. Emma. Thomas, what are you doing here? You know about it? Yes. What are we going to do? There's nothing we can do. Oh, yes, there is. We can appeal to the chief programmer. Thomas, nobody ever wins those appeals. That can always be a first time. But besides, Thomas, if you lose, they, they put you through readjustment. Are you scared? Yes. So am I. Do you know what it does to you? It, it changes you completely. You, you, everything that means so much to you, it, it just gets... Burned out. Don't say that. It amounts to the same thing. It gets blotted out, cut out. Does that sound any better? And you become just like everyone else around here. Even worse. But if we're divorced, and if you marry this guy, whoever he is, with a number almost like mine, well, you know the type of person he has to be. Yes. I'm afraid I do. And living with him, you'll become just like everyone else anyhow. No, I won't. 
How could you help yourself? Well, I'll, I'll still have my privacy, and I can listen to my tapes and, and read my books. Will that be enough for you? Well, it'll have to be. No. No, it won't. It always was. It was for me, too. That was until I met you and lived with you. Once I've known what it is to live with you, I can't go back to the old way. And neither can you. Well, both of us... We'll just have to. I'm going to appeal. Please, Thomas. But it won't do any good if you don't appeal with me. But I'm scared, Thomas. I'm so frightened. Emma, we have to do it. How do you do? Well, who are you? Well, I might ask you that question. However, I am Walter V. 278-664. I assume I'm in the presence of my newly married companion, Emma K. 998-727. Oh. She happens to be my married companion. There would appear to be an error. I have here the certificate. Oh, yes, I was told about the minor mishap in readout. A minor mishap? That's what you consider it? What else? I mean, you're suddenly informed that your marriage is cancelled and that's a minor mishap? I believe you are becoming dangerously emotional. No, I believe I have a right to. No one ever has the right to become dangerously emotional. And especially over such a minor affair as this. Minor? What else is it? It's only marriage. You'll stay to dinner, I hope. Stay to dinner? Well, is there any reason why the three of us shouldn't be good friends? Yes. Really? Well, I can't imagine why. I happen to be in love with Emma. Well, that's a rather archaic concept, isn't it? And she happens to be in love with me. Really? Are you in love with Emma? Love? I'm not in love with anybody. Nor do I ever intend to be. You would become a married companion of a woman you didn't love... My dear chap, if I should ever become so... so unsymmetrical as to fall in love, I would take great pains to see to it that I never married her. Well, I disagree with that. My goodness. You are a thoroughgoing, dyed-in-the-wool archaic. I heard there were fellows like you, but I never ran into any before. What do you say to a little music, huh? It generally clears the air. Thomas... You'd better go. No, Emma, I Please. can't. Thomas, why make it so hard for us? There's nothing we can do. We'll appeal. No, I'm afraid. Ah, here we are. Oh, isn't this absolutely fantastic? You know, Emma, I could listen to this day and night. Don't you just love it? Thomas. Thomas, don't go. Don't leave me. Yes, we will appeal right now. Now, let us appeal. Music, it has been said, can soothe the savage breast. Taking the opposite tack, it can also inflame the civilized heart. And so, now we learn about another facet of this futuristic society. There is an appeal procedure. But is it like the situation that is all too familiar in our time? The one that's known as fighting city hall this shall be clarified shortly in act three certain things never seem to change and one of them is the triangle not the geometric triangle of euclid but the human triangle two men and one woman or two women and one man the geometric triangles can always be neatly solved that is because mathematics follows precise and rigid rules. Human triangles, on the other hand, defy analysis, resist definition, 
and evade solution. What are you saying, Emma? I said, Thomas and I must appeal. I can't believe you. Why can't you believe her? You mean you'll risk readjustment? Yes. Why? Because I love Thomas. You love Thomas? <laughs> now, there's an unbalanced statement if I ever heard one. Well, don't worry. I'm not an informer. Well, actually, you do seem like a really nice person, Walter. Aside from your grotesque taste in music, it's a pity you have to be the one in the middle. Why do I have to be the one in the middle? Why? Well, that, for that matter, why does anyone have to be in the middle? Believe me, the whole business isn't worth risking readjusting. You keep saying that. It's true. We're in love, but you couldn't understand that. I sincerely hope I never understand what love is or feels like. I want nothing to do with it. I, I said it before. There's no reason why we all can't be friends. I like Emma. Sure, but well, I like quite a few other girls, too. Just a minute. Are you implying what I think? Are you saying that you and I should share, Emma? Share? <laughs> now, that should be the greatest of all archaic words. Just answer the question. The answer should be self-evident. I refuse to share Emma with anybody. How can you be so selfish? Do you realize what an antisocial attitude you have? Suppose everyone felt that way about their married companion. We'd have violence in every street, in every home. But, uh, just a moment. I, I should have something to say about this. I was waiting for you to interject something reasonable and, and sensible, Emma. I only want one man. I really think the two of you deserve each other. You may only want one man, Emma, but society requires you to have more. Then society is wrong. Genetically, society is right. It's the only way to bring the proper children into the world. Emma and I want our own children. Children are never your own. We're going around and around. I'm only saying, be sensible. I happen to know an archaic phrase or two myself. And you recall the one that applies here? Don't make waves. You wish to request an appeal? Yes. Have you thought about it? Yes. Carefully? We are determined. It is my duty as your district programmer to warn you of the implications of this act. We're already aware of them. You have filled out the necessary forms? Yes, and we wish to present them here officially. The law provides for a 20-day cooling-off period. That isn't necessary. We know our minds. Nevertheless, it must be followed. Your request for appeal is now tentatively acknowledged. Tentatively? At the end of this period, if you are still determined to go through with this... Uh, this procedure, you will report to the chief programmer. Otherwise, your request will be null and void. We'll be there. Please, Paul, don't try to talk me out of it. Listen to me. I'll listen, and you'll say one thing, and I'll say another, and we'll go round and round. Do you want to die? That's what readjustment is. You know that? Everything you are, everything you want to be, everything you hold so important is taken out of you. You're just a shell. Now I know what you meant when I asked you if you loved Dorothy. And you said I like her. Do you like her the way Walter likes Emma? I suppose so. Well, then who do you love? Love? Yes, love. You have to love someone. Even if it's in secret, who is she? Is that important? I don't care about her name. I don't even want to know her. But she exists, doesn't she, Paul? Well? Yes. Yes. 
Oh, listen to that. And who was carrying on about love just a little while ago? Who was saying love was a fever? It is. It's a disease. How can you say that? I didn't want you to catch it. Why not? Because... Because you couldn't handle it. What gives you the right to say that? Well, look at you. Can you handle it? You're actually going to appeal on account of it. Why can't you just accept love the way it is? Why must you force it to destroy you? I can't help it. I I can't think of her with another man. But Thomas, this is what destroyed the ancient worlds. Passion. Blind, overwhelming passion. Uncontrolled emotions. Don't lecture me. People could be driven to kill. Now confess, don't you want to kill Walter? You see? You're afraid to answer is that what you want us to go back to? But what we're doing, it isn't natural. Who says so? No one feels anything. No one really lives. I also know one or two archaic sayings, Thomas. For instance, moderation in all things. Yes, moderation, of course. But it has to be the moderation that I adopt for myself. It can't be the moderation that's forced on me. You're really going to appeal, aren't you? Yes. You're actually going to fight the computer. Yes, after all, what is the computer, anyhow? God? <laughs> of course. <laughs> you mean, you didn't know that? We only have 15 more days. Do you want to change your mind? We're going to lose. I know. Do you know why? Because you can't fight the computer. And do you know why? Because the computer is God. God? I never thought about it. Until my brother said it a little while ago. He laughed. I'm sure he thinks it's a joke. But it's true. The computer is God. But how? What was God to the ancients? Something or someone infallible? Omnipotent? But the computer... It's something that we make. All peoples make their own gods. Well, even if that's true, how, how does it help us? What we make, we can also destroy. How can we destroy the computer? Easily. Blow it up. <gasps> what are you saying? And then the world can start all over again. Blow up the computer? Why not? But, but you know what they'll do to us. Who? <gasps> The government. But everybody. Well, maybe. But how can you say maybe? It's a fact. No, I've learned something. I learned that most people live by fooling the computer, by finding ways to get around it, by paying lip service to it. Well, how does that help anything? We'll be doing a service to humanity. We'll be saying, look, you don't have to pretend anymore. You can live honestly, freely. You can be true to your feelings, your emotions. The people won't allow the government to readjust us. We're going to start a revolution. Thomas you believe that? Don't you? Well, I, I don't know. Then believe me. I'm right. I know I'm right. Suppose there are guards. Guards? Why? This is the main computer bank and, well... No, God isn't protected by guards, but by awe, by fear. Please, be careful, Thomas. No, no, don't worry. This is a very stable explosive... It can't go off until we're ready. Now, it's through that door. But what if it's locked? Why should it be locked? We're going to do it. We're actually going to do it. I, I can hardly believe it. Here. See? It's open. Oh. 
all those banks and banks and rows and rows of computers. That's God. That's God deciding on the movement of everybody in the entire world. That's God controlling every thought, every act. Well, we're going to get rid of that idea. And we're going to think and act for ourselves. Thomas. What is it? I was just wondering. If you're starting to doubt, you can get out of it now. No, no, no. I I'm only wondering if people will really want to think and act for themselves. Or do they want it all decided for them? I am the captain of my soul. I am the master of my fate. But Thomas, that's just poetry. Just poetry? Isn't poetry something to live by? Yes. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I ever doubted. Are you sure? Yes. Let's do it. Now we have to wire each row of these... Ah! Oh! What's that, Thomas? They did attempt to destroy the main computer bank. Since they are obviously too unbalanced, too unsymmetrical to speak in their own defense, who does appear for them? Uh... With your permission, I am brother to Thomas and brother-in-law to Emma. And what have you to say? The fault is not with these two immature people. It, it lies with the archaic books and tapes. Their minds have been confused by the neuroses of ancient writers, philosophers, and poets. Thus, they were driven to this. Yes, it is a most serious crime, but readjustment is a most serious punishment. Readjustment is not a punishment. It is a therapy. It is a most drastic therapy. May I suggest an extended period of re-education and retraining under more benign circumstances? Let us replace their subversive and destructive ideas by study and analysis, rather than by the searing trauma of electric shock. I have made my statement. Thank you for your efforts to secure justice. This office has taken all possible factors into consideration. A study of both the accused reveals that there is no hope in milder attempts to balance. The asymmetry is so pronounced that it may only be corrected by total readjustment. No! I do believe we have a visitor, Emma. A visitor? Oh, it's Thomas. Thomas. Sit down, Thomas. Oh, let me turn this thing off. <laughs> I must say, you're looking good. Thank you, Walter. Hello, Emma. How are you, Thomas? Well, what can we do for you? I... I was just out walking. I'm married now. Yes, we heard. We're supposed to produce marine biologists. Well, it's the coming field, I understand. Well, why don't you bring her over sometime? She's very busy. I hardly get to see her myself. Well, that's the way it goes. I understand. Oh, Emma, my dear, I have an appointment. Are you leaving? It won't be for long. And besides, Thomas will keep you company. 
Uh, why did you have to rock the boat? Well, I'll see you later. What did he mean by that? Rock the boat? I don't know. Thomas, do I know you? I think we know each other, but I'm not sure. There are things I simply can't remember anymore. Yes. I feel that way, too. Sometimes my head hurts. Mine does, too. And I get the feeling that I'm being punished, but I can't seem to remember why. Neither can I. If only... If only I could remember why... Why I'm being punished. If... Only... Yet, in a way, he's lucky. In many societies, his crime would have received a far more drastic punishment. The moral of our story? We hesitate to offer one. Except, perhaps, that if you want to save the world, you'd better make sure that the world thinks it's in danger to begin with. I shall return shortly. began our little session with a discussion of the basic similarities between ancient and modern man. Ancient man had an entire pantheon of gods, and they had to be consulted before each and every venture. Today, we demand the same services of a machine. Feed in the facts, factor in the data. The ancients waited for the verdict of the oracle at Delphi, who was the priestess of Apollo. We wait for the verdict of the computer. I wonder which, in the long run, has proved more reliable. Our cast included Lloyd Batista, Patricia Elliott, Terry Keene, and Bob Caliban. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Why would she have amnesia? Well, because... She's an athlete in training. She's in perfect health. Well, then, then she was kidnapped. How? Right off the street, Delaware Avenue? They could have overpowered her, forced her into a car. Well, she wouldn't go quietly. She seems a big, strong girl. Don't say it like that. You make her sound ungainly. She's beautifully built. You can't rule out the possibility of kidnapping, Sergeant. Well, you'd have received word by now about a ransom. Well, maybe it's the kind of kidnapping where... Girls are sold into, you know, slavery. Oh, please, Molly. Uh, Sergeant, we're desperate. Uh, yes, uh, I understand. Uh, I just wish you knew a little more about her. Sergeant, find her. Please. She's our little girl. And we love her. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. <laughs>